that being said, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Drunken Stories with the Nep. Uh, tonight we have a special guest on for the time, but uh, with me as always is Mr. T.J. Davids. Hello. And T.J., so why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, man, tonight we have uh, Joshua Stoner on, which is a, a hell, I, you know, we were talking about it earlier before that we started recording that I don't think I've talked to him in probably 13 years now, but uh, we used to be pretty good buddies back in those days we were in the marine corps together and he has since changed over to the army gone to the dark side and uh been doing great things ever since so why don't you go ahead and um tell the listeners a little bit about yourself yeah so me and tj we enlisted in the marine corps i think the exact same time same mos and then uh, we met at mos school uh there in north carolina there in cherry point we're like inseparable. I remember you used to have to fight over time with my uh, barracks boo. <laughs> yeah. <It> was, <laughs> um, you know, after about four years, I switched to the Army, uh, 11 Bravo, and I've uh, been a paratrooper ever since. I'm currently serving as a drill sergeant. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's not as great as it sounds. It's not, it's not bad either. But yeah, I got about 13 years of service now currently a sergeant first class scary to say that but yeah right moving on up it's funny how that works i know it sounds fun tonight we're gonna tell some uh ghost stories i think we're down that route Super excited i am in one of the oldest barracks on fort benning and i am by myself because everybody graduated and left me, so uh, I'm stuck here by myself. So it's going to be extra creepy. Just uh, to set the mood, I'm gonna. There you go. No, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm rooting for ghost noises in the background. You might see me jump up and like grab my wooby or something. Literally have That's it what I'm talking behind about. me. As long as it's covered up, they can't reach it, right? Like that's like you don't hang your foot off the edge of the bed, you know. I think so. It's like it's like a signal to the ghost. You cover up, and he's like, oh, "I can't get him." You know. Last night we were telling ghost stories, and I had to punch my shower curtain just to make sure there's nothing in there. I was freaking out. It was good. Nice. Yeah, there's nothing in there though. That's fantastic. Sounds like I would do. I've been known to punch things at random for. You try to make sure, you know. So I don't know if you guys have heard, but I just got introduced to something called Tales from the Grid Square. All right. It's actually an Instagram page. A buddy of mine, uh, Lions, uh, we're here at school together and, you know, we started talking about creepy things that we've encountered in the field because everybody has whether you're sleep deprived or it's just a historical place you've been. Um, a lot of people at the SOI barracks, um, when they're going through SOI, they're, they're sleep deprived, but everybody sees the same thing. And uh, there's just a lot of creepy stuff that goes on uh, around the military. You'll hear things uh, in Korea. Uh, people have like sleep paralysis and like we had the entire third floor, like nobody was even allowed to get a room up there just because of the creepy stuff that was going on. Um, and people were tired of hearing of it. So 
definitely creepy stuff. Um, obviously, nobody's ever gotten hurt, but surprisingly, most of the time you hear these stories, somebody's like severely sleep deprived and it's like, you know, but a lot of people see and hear the same things. So that, you know, makes you think, is it a coincidence or is this actually happening? I mean, if everybody's hearing and seeing it, then I don't think it could be a coincidence, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence about it. I think it's definitely something real to it. So a friend of mine, Hartman, last night, he was, uh, I think he, he grew up in Oklahoma somewhere, and uh, he encountered the Mothman in his house when he was like five. But he didn't know it was the Mothman until he saw a picture of it years later. And uh, and he was telling me about it. Yep, he had he had no idea what it was, and uh, he told me the story about it. And then I guess he saw a picture of it years later and was like, "I I saw that thing in my house." But when he was little, you know, only thing he could tell his dad was like, "There's an owl. There's an owl," because that's what he like related it to. But it was not an owl. It was, I guess, it was a feathery humanoid type thing with red eyes sitting on his washing machine when he went downstairs to get some chocolate milk and he just said hey and then ran away as fast as he could screaming for his dad and uh oklahoma's got some weird shit going on yeah that's so imagine. cool man like because you know they usually say mothman's like a sign of like bad omens okay when you, when you hear about it, actually, it sounds like Mothman's usually around to try to warn somebody that, like, a disaster's coming. So, yeah. and then there was, like, a, this wonderful theory, like, uh, we're, we're only evolved from apes, like, 1% more evolved than apes. So, this just could just be something that's 1% more evolved from us, and they just don't know how to communicate. It'd be like communicating with an ant, like, trying to tell an ant, like, don't go that way, you know? Like, what would you I do? I've heard that. I have fucking heard that, which is just a yeah. To think about too. You yeah, know that's I mean? that's pretty mind blowing, really, when you think about it. Especially with all the uh, the stuff that's been getting released lately about the uh, the UFO sightings and the pilots, like credible people, and like nobody's paying attention to it because they're too worried about Pete Davidson's dick right now, and how long yeah. it is. It's nine inches, by the way. That's what Ariana Grande said. Yeah, yeah, huge. Probably, she, listen, she's probably measuring from the bottom, which is like good for like you know like if you yeah, yeah, listen it's, if it's good if for you're your gonna morale. measure if you're measuring your own dick you never measure from the top. I mean I understand like that's like the accurate measurements for you know I don't know like with doctors and shit. But unless you just want to be disappointed, don't do that. Yeah, center of the anus just be on the tip. That's how you go. Yeah. That's what the Man Show said many years ago. And that's how I live my life. This is my kind of measuring. Yep. Anyway, to a ghost story. All right. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want me to kick it off or. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, dude. you should kick you it off. You want to hear one? So. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump back into. Uh, yeah, serving as a drill sergeant. We. Um, there's a lot of issues, you know, with trainees, uh, mentally, you know, so a lot of them don't show up and are, you know, mentally ready. Some of them are a little broken, come from broken homes. So when I was a drill sergeant serving with uh, 161, there's a, we had a trainee Jeffries and Charlie company. I was alpha company. And, uh, this is right around the time 
a little bit before my time, before I got there, we're still wearing the gray PTs, you know, gray shirt, uh, black shorts. And uh, this trainee is just struggling mentally the whole time. And he finally graduated. Family day came and uh, his family didn't show, you know. So he hung himself. That was like the last straw. He hung himself right there in the uh, trainee barracks. Terrible place to, you know, to go. Because, like, if my soul was forever, we're going to be trapped somewhere. Would not want to be basic training, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, I feel terrible about this kid, but this is real creepy. Um, before I knew about this, you know, I'm on staff duty and there's always weird stuff that would happen. Door slam or uh, you go into the bathroom and uh, the sinks are the, like somebody would come in and wash their hands and then leave. But you wouldn't hear the door open and close. And I just thought nothing of it. Um, one day somebody was like, yeah, man, that's that's Jeffrey. It's trainee Jeffrey. You know, he killed himself like a, you know, a year ago. And I was just like what he's like yeah he's been more and more frequent and uh drill sergeant mason um he was you know on uh duty before we had sensors on the doors so he actually had to have one at each barracks and he'd be on the bottom floor and uh trainees had to come down and report you know this many weapons uh, this many you know trainees assigned to this bay every hour so i guess about 30 minutes past the hour he hears footsteps coming down he just yells up the stairs like training a little early don't you think and he's like well come on down you're already coming and then i guess he hears this trainee turn around and kind of start walking back up so he yells he's like ready get back here he starts sprinting after his trainee he sees a trainee running up wearing gray shirt pts like what the hell like we stopped wearing those like a couple years ago so uh he's chasing after him and he just like disappears and he's just like, it hit him. He's just like, oh, my God, I think I saw the Jeffrey's ghost. So the rest of the night, he's just sitting there with his hair standing up. And uh, in, in, in Charlie Company specifically, yeah, uh, uh, a lot of the uh, trainees or whatever, they, they're always reporting weird stuff. Like, you know, like I heard somebody get up in the middle of the night and they went to the bathroom and I went and checked. There was nobody there. Or uh, you, you can hear when people are running above you when you're checking the bays. So you'll hear, like, somebody running. So, you you know, you run upstairs. You're like, trainees, who, who the hell is up here running around? And then, you know, they're on fire guard. So they're sitting there at the little moonbeam. And they're like, we, we thought that was downstairs. And then we're just like, fuck. So one of the craziest incidents was a chair just started spinning around, right? And uh, one of my female drill sergeants, nonchalantly just yells jeffrey fucking stop and the chair just stops spinning you know you look at her and you're like what the hell it's like you know the, the figures like i guess the, the you know the, the kid that killed himself was a trainee so he's still scared to death of drill sergeant so if you just yell at him all the shit just stops and i'm just like that's that's actually kind of funny like bro that's fucking insane man yeah you need people to have keep reporting with you need to have him fuck with the other trainees. Hey, listen, trainee Jeffries, uh, how about you just come through here when everybody's sleeping and just start, you know, whispering little nothings into their ears? Well, I guess he's getting big, getting more ballsy. Hartman, I was talking to him last night, and he said just before he came to school, he's running on the treadmill, and the treadmill just starts going next to him. And he looks over and, like, kind of, because Hartman's pretty funny, he looks over and he goes, he just thinks it's a malfunction of the treadmill. 
He goes, well, Jeffrey, I guess you're my training partner the, you know, this evening. And then the treadmill starts to incline. And then he said, Oh hell no. And he just grabbed his shit and left. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yeah, the treadmill just doesn't just malfunction like that. It, it's never happened. So I'm just like, Once. Yeah, at least it's not like a violent entity though. So that's, you know, kind of a funny feel good ghost story, I guess. Yeah, I like it, man. I like that. Hanging out. Maybe he's fucking learned his lesson and now he's just like, be fucking stuck here, I guess. Well, now he's fucking yeah. with the drill sergeants. He's like, you know yeah. what? Fuck you guys. Now it's my you know, we have a chaplain. I want to get the chaplain and be like, you need to perform an exorcism and just see, you know, if this guy's going to actually make his paycheck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Call fucking uh, the ghost hunters or whatever. Ghost hunters? Uh, those guys those guys aren't legit no i know they're not that's why i think you should call them because it'd be hilarious yeah they would just edit it be like did you see that like no i didn't see anything dude like i watched a whole season of ghost hunters and i saw nothing it's not one thing ever and it's (laughs) i just i used to the uh fucking zach always yells at the other guys and they hear something they freak out and then he's like Guys, you just need to fucking be calm. And then as soon as he hears something, he just fucking starts screaming at him, yelling at him, losing his fucking mind. And I was get a kick out of it. So I think it'd be entertaining at very least for you guys if you had him come in and just gotta like watch him freak the fuck out. Yeah, there's there's quite a few stories I've heard. Um uh, like I said, you gotta check out Tales from the Grid Square. And then you'll act. You might actually find something on there that like you've heard or whatever. Um, yeah, I actually just added them, so they're they're on my list of fucking things to do. Uh, yeah, I read a couple, and I was just like, I was baffled by the uh, the Hawaii one, because Hawaii is like all sacred ground, you know. So right. I guess a lot of people just black out, and then they just start sabotaging their own equipment, you know, and then they kind of snap out of it, and then like. You're like, what the hell were you doing, man? You're like, what were you talking about? Like, so that, that's apparently a big thing in Hawaii. That was pretty cool. By the way, I think Hawaii was, I think the, the Marines actually are, are responsible for taking over Hawaii back in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That sounds yeah. about like something we do. I mean, just to be dickheads is probably just a drunken drunken adventure it was either that or they'd probably be owned by japan by now yeah i mean very true very true fucking uh fuck gabe's the guy we need on here for ghost stories uh, just because i always get a kick out of it he uh in camp pendleton i dude there's something in those fucking base housing like mm. garen fucking teed uh but gabe and the only reason i like i laugh so much at the story is because of his response to the entire thing but he uh we i got to witness it once or twice at his house and he has a like my experience with it was he had a baby monitor Nope. Then, Don't do those stories, but yeah, go ahead. Who <laughs> those freak me out? Oh, you know the well, you know how like they have the motion sensors on them? 
Uh-huh. And they vib- and they'll vibrate and shit. Well, fucking, we're downstairs, and the, I at this time didn't know that his fucking baby monitor wasn't facing the baby. I had no fucking clue. But whatever. So the fucking baby monitor just starts fucking going off. And I'm like, what the fuck is your kid doing right now, bro? I go up there. His kid's passed out. Then I look at the baby monitor. Baby monitor's not pointing at him. Nothing to fucking move. And then I just see the fucking curtains. Fuck The blinds just fucking like went from being like opened one way to completely flipped the other fucking way. And I just sat there where I calmly went downstairs and I was like, Gabe, there's something wrong with your fucking house. So he starts telling me his story. You know those uh, little light-up pillows? Light-up pillows? Yeah. Are they for babies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like kids have and shit. Well, they fucking... He had one of those for his daughter, one of those for his son. And then usually... you know, he puts him up. Well, he said he got up middle of the night. This is he's telling me this at five in the morning while we're headed into fucking work. But he said this fucking he got up in the middle of the night, goes out, goes to go to the bathroom. He says the fucking pillows are on the top of the fucking flight of stairs turned on. So he takes them, picks them up, puts them back inside this tent. Zips the little tent shut in his kid's room. Goes to the bathroom. Goes back in. Well, he wakes up again in about two hours. His daughter was in bed with him. Son was passed out. His son wasn't old enough to be able to even get out of the crib. Well, he gets up to go get a drink downstairs. Those fucking pillows are at the top of the fucking steps again. Lights on. So he takes them, shuts them off, puts them in the top drawer of the dresser, shuts the dresser, goes downstairs. When he, By the time he gets to come back upstairs, they're fucking sitting there at the top of the steps again. And he was just like, fuck this, whatever. But I'm like, you got a fucking ghost tougher than shit, bro. Like... No shit, you've got a ghost. There's no fucking way you don't. You're going to have to deal with it. But he's like... He said, well, at least if it's trying to molest my daughter, it's just a ghost penis. And at this point, I'm dying laughing. I just couldn't help myself. But that was his... That was the only fucking reason. Like, I think I remembered the story so well just because of him saying that shit. Man, fuck all of that, though. Yeah, it's it's the curiosity behind it which just freaks you out because there's no explanation. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think yeah, these weird, awesome. these entities or whatever people encounter, I think they feed off you, like your fear. That's, I don't I think, think that's so. why I don't get fucked with. Like, cause like, I'm not, I'm I'm pretty easily scared, but like, I only have like a certain level of fear before like I'm like fuck this, I gotta go check this out. You know, I'm not gonna like cower away. Like, I have a very low tolerance before. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be here with, like, a little shield and whatever pointy object I can find. And I'm fucking going at it like a Roman. Right. And then I just look like an idiot. 
<laughs> I'm right there with you. I got uh, a book bag and a sharpened pencil. Motherfucker, try me. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I sleep with a fucking pistol next to the bed, you know. God damn it, I may be scared shitless, but I'm fucking ready for you. Yep, I'm going to put a hole in that fucking drywall over there and scare you off. Yeah, if nothing happens, I'm going to be doing drywall tomorrow. Yep. But it's fucking worth it. Well, unfortunately, I'm not armed. Again. All I have is a little pointy object. I mean, I got my plate carrier and my helmet, but I couldn't take any firearms to school. You know? Oh, shit, yeah. That's why I don't go off post much. I'm not going downtown Columbia. Or where am I at? Columbus. Fort Benning. It's just dangerous down there. TJ, you got any ghost stories? Yeah, man. I got I got a few. There's one that sticks out. Uh, you've met Ethan, Derek. But, uh, yeah. man, I don't know. We were probably like 11, 12 years old. And this is before... You know, we used to go camp all the time, but this is before my dad would let me take guns with us. And uh, we're down there at our, we called it the swimming pond. And we're in a tent. And at first I thought it was my older brother's fucking with us. But come to find out, that's not the case. Anyways, uh, we were fishing all night long and stuff. And then we get back in the tent we're about to go to bed or whatever and we hear like footsteps and it, you know you can tell it's not like a person like just two steps at a time just like you know and um i'm kind of dozing off and ethan wakes me up and he's like hey man you hear that and i'm like yeah like yeah i heard it and uh, he's like well what is it and i'm like it's probably just one of them and i'm here and it's getting closer and closer to us and i'm like well we should go check it out and he was like yeah and I was like, well, what if it's a fucking mountain lion or something? Which, you know, in Oklahoma, mountain lion sightings are few and far between, like legitimate sightings, you know. And so I was like, hey, man, he's like, do you have a light? And I'm like, I got my lantern. And he, I was like, do you have a, do you have a, do you have your knife? He's like, flips open his little pocket knife. And I'm like, all right, we're going to listen and see if it gets any closer. And then if it does, I'm going to jump out and I'm going to turn my light on. And then you're just going to fucking stab it. He was like, all right, man. So like, we had this whole plan and everything, you know. So I crawled to one side of my tent that had a little zip down windows. And uh, that's the side that we heard the footsteps coming upon. So I slowly unzip that side and I'm looking out and I don't see anything, but I hear it like go to the other side of the tent where the other window is. So we kind of crawl over there and slowly unzip that and it goes like back to the middle of the back side of the tent. So we both kind of have our ears up to the tent trying to listen to see where it's going to go next. And the tent just whooshes down and like pops us in the face. So we jump back and then we just barrel out of the tent I turn the light on, he's got his knife ready to stab whatever the fuck it is, and there's nothing there. Nothing at all. And where we're, where our tent was at was like right there, like right next to the pond, and it's all like pretty wet, like, you know, kind of muddy area. And uh, we're looking around, we don't see any footprints or anything. The next morning, whenever we get up, we walk around, and there's not a single footprint anywhere around us. Not even broken twigs that we could hear breaking. 
while whatever it was that was walking up to us. And like there was a solid, I would say like 25, 30 feet from our tent to actual like dry, hard ground. So there's no way that it wasn't right there next to us where there should be footprints, but there was none. It's fucking insane to me. I had something stalking me in the woods about a year ago when I was doing nighttime land navigation and uh, kind of freaked me out because I know what a deer sounds like, you know, so I immediately ruled that out. But when you're by yourself in the middle of the woods in South Carolina in a swamp and you're doing it for like a grade, right? So you're not allowed to have your phone. You're not allowed to use your headlamp, right? At most, I had like a Gerber knife on me. And uh, as I'm walking, I just, I hear something start walking every time I walk. And I'm just like, man, what is that? And I'm like, I'm out here by myself. And then it hits me. I'm like, it's not a deer. I was like, they got bears down here. <laughs> like, you know, it turns out it, it, it turned out to be a hog. Um, Cause I, I eventually white lighted it, but there was a good 30 minute period where I didn't know what the hell was stalking me down in those swamps. And uh, like everything ran through my head. I'm like, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get, take my camel back off and swing at it. We had no weapons, you know, besides like a Gerber knife. It's the, it's like the most psychologically shitty position you can be in is when you're by yourself in the middle of the woods in the dark, you know, cause I've already walked through 400 spiders I already, you know, that fear is gone. You know, snakes, you just bite me already. Like I, so I can get this over with, but yeah, man, it, it fucks with you. That's what, so the night, like the next morning when we got up or whatever, I saw a bunch of raccoon tracks but those raccoon tracks weren't there whenever we jumped out that night to see if whatever it was was there. There's no raccoon tracks. So you tracks. rolled that out, yeah. Yeah. It's when you can't explain it. You're just like, man, what the fuck was that? Yeah. I don't want to look up ghost stories for Benning and realize that Olsen Hall, where I'm staying, is probably the most haunted place in the world. That would just, I'd probably go sleep in my car. Because if I showed you guys where I'm staying, it would freak you the fuck out. Let's do it. Actually, you, you want the tour? Hell Check yeah. this out. Let's, let's get it. Uh, the army does a pretty good job actually accommodating you. You know. Yeah. That ain't bad. But, it's uh, a hotel. Yeah, it's just a hotel. All right. It's pretty creepy though. You know. But here's the thing. You're about to see how empty it is. Look at this. <laughs> is that the hallway? Yep. Lights don't come on. Nice. I'm going to show you guys the parking lot. It's just my car in the parking lot. In these yeah. barracks, there's over 300 rooms. It's just are you, me. Are you the only one there? Yep. The only one. Nice. Hang on, let me go down this hallway. You can see a light on in that room. But yep. Yeah. You should go knock on that Pretty door. damn exciting. That's why I'm like, this is a gr this is a great topic for the night. I'm just gonna be pulling an all nighter. Clint's just you're gonna find me. Hang on. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome that uh as soon as you walk out of your damn room, it's just pitch black. There's just, there's no 
lights on at all. And then you get closer, yeah. you can see the, the exit sign lit up a little bit. Yeah. This is going to be me at like 2, two o'clock in the morning just walking around my room. <laughs> just just a pocket knife in your MVGs. <laughs> yeah, I got these from China. Oh, those issued? No, 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 no. I bought these stimulus checks, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good shit. I mean, I got my own issued stuff, but I also made sure because we didn't know how the world was going to be a couple of years shady so i was like i need to get some nvgs a laser a few thousand rounds you know upgrade my pistol and then get some armor of my own so i'm glad i got it all speaking of that do you guys have the m17s they just started getting them like in the regular units yeah but yeah remember i'm a tradoc i uh drill sergeants we're using we're using the old stuff still the bread of 92s or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. I imagine when I get back to the real line, I'm going to be like, what is this? <laughs> like, because, so, you know, we got a whole bunch of new weapons that are going to be uh, coming out. Like, they, they're they replacing, like, the 240 with 338 Lapua, and I'm like, that's, that's badass. Yeah, especially for the high rate of fire, you know. Like, yeah, that's a battlefield equalizer right there. And I'm not going to know how to use it. Yeah, it's, that's pretty, pretty intense. What are they doing the yep. uh, the service rifle? Which what, what round are they going to? They're like a six point eight or something like that, or a six point five? Yeah, they want to move up to a, a six point eight. Yeah, six point eight. But then they have to change the cartridge because uh, um, the weight, I guess, because six point eight, two hundred ten rounds of six point eight is going to be probably thirty pounds, maybe because. A thousand rounds of seven six two weighs like seventy pounds, you know. Right. It's heavy. And instead of getting stronger, we're just gonna find out how to make it easier for people to carry. Which I think, you know, personally I think we've been lacking in that department for a long time now. Yeah. I don't know what year exactly it was that they changed over to like the five five six, but obviously it's not doing the job. Yeah, it does and doesn't. I mean, you can see somebody take a five, five, six and drop immediately, or you can see somebody take 30, 40 rounds and they're still coming at you. It depends on if they're on drugs. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's uh, that's the whole reason that they made the uh, four fifty eight SOCOM was yep. for the SOCOM group that was in um, Africa at the time, and that that's a big ass round, you know. Like, it just the only real issue with it is it's only good to two hundred meters, and then after that, it just drops off yeah but most firefights people are getting into is two three hundred meters and right. you know everybody thinks that a five five six is a big round but they don't understand it's it's a 22 man yeah it's actually a really small round very with like the everybody saying oh you know this is what happens when you get shot with a five five six and they show a hole at the size of a tennis ball and i'm like yeah it's not really how that works but no nope. There's a new. There's a video out of a cop. Uh, the person that was detained in the back of his car got a hold of his AR and fired around, and like some guy got hit in the chest, and he was just like, "Oh shit, I'm hit!" Like I was like, "That's probably more realistic." Right. Yeah. I mean, it's an accurate round, though. No, it is. It's accurate, but it just doesn't have the 
stopping power. Yeah. Drunken stories. What are you guys drinking? Well, usually I'd be drinking something fantastic, but uh, tonight I have water because I ran out of my uh, Thunder Punch Lime. I see TJ's over there. I think he's drinking Bush Lattes and he's vaping. Nope. What is that? Nothing, these are, nothing beats uh, Bush Lattes and vaping. Man, they, these are actually Keystones. I was just going to say, are you, are you on the stones right now? I am, man. So, actually, I was only going to buy a 12-pack. And uh, I thought there, I thought it was a fucking twelve pack, man, for like thirteen bucks. And I grabbed it, went up and checked out, and this is a fifteen pack of uh, Keith Stones. And fuck around and wake up hydrated tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I was that gonna most. fucking, I was gonna go steal uh, a summer shandy, but I gotta save that for golfing tomorrow. Summer shandy, the grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that? Uh, Lining Kugels tastes like fucking, um, what is that? Fruity Pebbles? Fuck yeah, dude. I spent a few years in uh, in Europe and I got introduced to German beer, so it's like really hard to go back after oh, that. Sure. Fucking. It's fucking delicious. It's they have like purity laws and stuff like that. So, like, the first time I cracked open a German beer, first of all, they don't give you a 12 ounce, they give you like a liter. And you're like, this is yeah, a beer? Fantastic. I'm surprised those guys aren't dying of heart disease at like nine years old. They have fried pork and beer for breakfast. That's my kind of living. It is. Europe's pretty pretty amazing in certain spots. But then again, you can't just go out buy a firearm. So that yeah, sucks. That's true. But I yeah, can't I mean, go you, out if, and do that here. So got that going. If, if you're not eating your cereal with bush light instead of milk, then you're just not American. Hey, you're just not lifting it up. Is that what you having in the morning? Yeah, so I'm yeah, 33. I don't know if I can do that still. Uh, that's what I get my kids every morning either. before they go to school. You know, my daughter, she started kindergarten this year, so she's got to have a couple beers before we start school just to... Is that, is that an <laughs> Oklahoma thing? Hell yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, my God. Because if you ain't fucked up, then you're fucked up. Makes sense if you don't think about it. It's got to be a National Guard thing with the Keystones. <laughs> Actually, this is the first time since I was in high school that I think I've had Keystones. It's a special occasion. Yeah, so I said, man, I was just going to grab a fucking 12-pack uh, and uh, call it a night, you know, but it was like a 12-pack of fucking Bud Light or Coors or whatever for like $15 or... 15 keystones for $13. Yeah. You, you can know, like, pocket change. You can get drunk on some keystones. Yeah, dude. Most people nowadays, like whenever they go get beer, I think their go-to beer is like Modelo. <clears throat> it's weird. Everything's changed for sure. Uh, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's another thing too, is one of my buddies that he, he's not going to be on the podcast for a while. Cause he's still active duty as a gunnery sergeant and he don't want to, uh, you know, incriminate himself but, yeah yeah i'm wearing my uh, i'm wearing my spirit too look at this so he uh but back in the day man we'd, we'd go to parties where he's from which Fuck is maryland you. we would have a case of pbr and when you go to house parties nobody wanted to fuck with pbr because pbr was just trash beer you know back then but now it's like a hipster thing where like pbr is oh. the fucking shit you know 
you go to any store and you walk in and you'll see like tall boys of PBR. People are just buying it up. Yeah. I think Stone Cold made it famous. Right? Well, that, that, yeah, that, that, that very sense. well might be it. I got into it in the Marine Corps. Yeah, PBR is like, he's either Bush Light or PBR if you went and played beer pong at the barracks. Right. Which you had no choice because they were going to drag your ass out of the room and get you drunk. Yeah, something you were drinking whether you wanted to or not. Yep. You're doing a lot of things whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is a fact, man. Probably a lot of things I could talk about that would incriminate myself, but you know, I ain't too worried about it. Yeah, that's probably reasonable. Biggest biggest set of advice I ever got from a sergeant major was be yourself. So. Yeah, that guy was full of shit. No, nah, I mean, yes, and no. Uh, he's also a comedian, so. Oh yeah, so maybe he yeah. was full of shit. Maybe maybe that was just uh. Yeah, he's getting ready to retire, and he's uh, he's he's starting to do some uh, stand up comedy and shit like that. So Is try to try to listen to Marine people. Corps, or? No, over, over over on this side, Marine Corps is still a little bit more serious. You know, very very serious group of individuals. Man, I'll, it'd be cool to see him on um, that fucking Vet uh, TV. Have you ever watched Vet yeah. TV? Yeah, he was a. Uh, he was a very high-profile individual during the Iraq War. Um, he had he had a lot, you know, a lot cooler story than uh, American Sniper. I mean, he was out there hunting somebody in Iraq, um, and this sniper knew his name, and you know, he knew the sniper's name, and they're both fucking hunting each other. Um, it was there was a uh, called Baker Boys. It was uh, they turned it into a whole movie or a documentary or whatever. It was pretty pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man, I was watching watching Vet TV a while back, and um, obviously for those of you guys that don't know, Vet TV is a, uh, it's kind of like Netflix or like Hulu or whatever for for veterans where they just have like a bunch of random shit, like spinoffs of TV shows or whatever, but it's all like veteran related. And uh, they, they actually made a movie, I don't remember the name of the movie, on their platform but anyways i was watching a movie and they had um it was like marines in an outpost and and then the uh a special forces group comes through so i like, kind of stay a couple days there at their outpost and when they come down like they're all talking or whatever and like introducing themselves like yeah i'm so and so like i'm the sniper for the platoon blah blah and one guy's like yeah i'm like the explosives expert or whatever and then one guy comes over and I'm like I fucking know this guy. And then he said his name and he's like, yeah, I'm, they, they call me tank. Well, that was my fucking recruiter. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And he went from, uh, he, uh, his name is, his last name is Tanksley. So he obviously he goes by tank, you know, and I saw him like no fucking shit. So as I started looking it up and, uh, I guess he has like a pretty big following or did, I don't know if he got banned or whatever, but I know exactly who you're talking about. I, I remember yeah, that, that episode. Yeah. Yeah, and the dude's always screaming like on his Instagram videos and shit. Yeah. But I was watching, I was like, you gotta be fucking shitting me, man. Like, that dude's my fucking recruiter. It's a small world. It really is. Like, uh, who was it? The Iceman? The actual Iceman? Remember Generation Kill? Was it starring Colbert? Yeah. 
it was Master Sergeant Colbert when I met him here. He was my liaison at Airborne School. I actually got to shake his hand, and I felt like some of his his energy transferred to me. And I think, like, at that moment, Sweet. that's when I stopped being a little bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually getting to see this man in the flesh, I was like, I was starstruck. And it pissed me off because none of the soldiers knew the fuck he was. Like, all the Marines that were there at Airborne School, they knew who he was. He was a legend. But I was just like, I can't believe you guys don't know who this guy is. Right. You know? Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. I remember I was walking out of the PX of uh, New River actually of all places and i guess the uh the commandant of the marine corps and the sergeant major of the marine corps at that time was over at uh camp johnson giving you know, like their little motivational speeches or whatever they do you know so they came over to new river and uh me and my buddy were walking out of the fucking px and i saw him from a distance walking in so i just obviously you know as a lance corporal is going to do turns the other direction and walks away so i don't have to you know salute them or confront them and say whatever the fuck you need to say because those are guys that are you know way the fuck up there and uh anyways i look back and my buddy got hemmed up by him and at the time the sergeant major of the marine corps was a black man and uh apparently had a fucking fantastic sense of humor. And so whenever my buddy saluted the commandant and he was like, good evening, gentlemen. And the commandant was like saluting him back and he was like, hey, good evening, Marine. And the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps was like, what's going on, honky? He went to shake his hand. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, and I know for a fact that they just came from like, you know, don't rape anybody. You know, all yep. those briefs that you have and, like, you know, like, political correctness. So that Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps at the time just thought it'd be funny as shit to call this random fucking dude a honky and shake his hand. You know? Yeah, I mean, don't rape anybody, but a sense of humor goes a long way. You know, it's, uh, as an instructor now, like, I try to, like, the, you know, a lot of my students see me walk in. I got to wear the belt. And they see this big aura of, like, power. And as soon as I shut the door, I'm like, all right. You guys want to know how it really is being a drill sergeant? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> There's just like, they all start laughing. I'm like, uh, you're going to go to work. Uh, your family's going to be asleep. And then when you get home, your family's going to be asleep. And that's going to be two to three years of your life. And nobody's going to care what you did. And they're going to be like, oh, I'm like, yeah. So it's good to have a good sense of humor every once in a while. Yeah, man. But like, you just never see that from like that you know, that high up, you know what I mean? Yeah, so what you're talking about, like, uh, like walking up on somebody kind of seeing their rank, you're like, fuck, you know, you, can I, can I make a right turn real quick? So that happened to me, like after I pinned. So I now I got enough black on my chest that, uh, I guess people are avoiding me. So I'm walking down the street. I'm trying to go get some chow. And, uh, I see someone walking up and it's like a staff sergeant. And, uh, I was like, Oh shit. You know, like, I greet this guy and then like I look down and he ducked his head and turned away from me and I was like oh oh shit I was like it's it's happening to me now I wanted to chase him down I'm like get back here <laughs> like, right. yeah like, Man, why are you avoiding ago, me a few years ago I went to our annual training and I still don't know army rules because like army is a lot different when it comes oh, yeah. to like, customs and courtesies and everything else like acronyms and all that 
but uh, we had like a organizational day or whatever you want to call it, like a mandatory fun day, and we just all we got pretty drunk. So the next morning we had like a, a one of those moto runs, right? So I go on the moto run. After the run's done, I go to the chow hall. I get breakfast. I'm walking back and I'm still in PTs, and I'm walking across the street because I'm trying to find my barracks that I was at. So like, all I know is, is I'm like four barracks away, so I have to look to like the backyard of the barracks, right? So I'm like, I look both ways across the street before I cross them or whatever. And uh, I look to my left, I look to my right, look to my left again, and I cross the street. And this dude who's in uniform, who was a, um, he was a, uh, a lieutenant colonel, and I'm still I'm still in PTs. He was in his full uniform, and I, I just walk right past him, and he yells at me, "Hey, come here!" So I turn around, I go back, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, sir?" And he was like, "What fucking unit are you with?" And I was like, "Uh," and he was like, I, "I'm just so fucking sick and tired of." all you soldiers that see me and look the other direction and you don't want to give me a proper salute. And I was like, sir, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about right now. You know, like, I'm still, I'm still drunk from the night before. And, um, I hope you said that in your head. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was just like, he's dude's just yelling at me. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so like, who's your NCO? And I was like, well, fuck. I just, the first name that came to my head was like my supply sergeant, which wasn't my NCO, <laughs> but, and, uh, he was like, with and I told him and he was like well, I just you I saw you look at me and they looked the other direction as I like, actually I was crossing a fucking street so I wasn't looking away from you I was making sure I wasn't getting hit by a car and I was like secondly I would never salute you anyways because I'm in PTs not in uniform like that's stupid why would I salute you I don't like, even know how he, was, like, was he in PTs too no he was in full uniform no he's automatically wrong then okay well, so, but that's, that's what, that, I confused him because apparently, like in the army, if you know who they are and like, obviously, you know, if you can see their rank or whatever, you're just supposed to salute them, whether you're in PTs or not, I don't know. But I was like, well, certainly I'll be honest with you. I wasn't going to fucking salute you anyways. And then, you know, he kind of yelled at me a little bit and I was just like, yeah, all right, man, cool. Fucking, this is my NCO and this is the unit that I'm in. You can take that up with them. I'm like, you have a good fucking day. And I walked away. Yeah. yeah I mean, you could Usually during PT hours, nobody wears a rack. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I don't know like Army's custom and courtesies like I should because I never went to Army Basic, which is the downfall of going from the Marine Corps to another branch is you don't know like their acronyms or their, their yeah. customs and courtesies like you should know. Yeah. I actually chose to go through the Army Basic because uh, – it was either that or I would sit in the airborne hold for three months and I already made some friends. Most of the guys were prior Marines. And I was just like, Hey, let's, let's go do this. Like we, we don't know shit about the army, you know? So like I had to learn all the stuff and everything army Marines is, is essentially the same. It's just not enforced. Yeah. Well then it's just different fucking words. Like the yeah. acronyms. Like I remember one time I got yelled at, they're like, Hey, go grab your ACH. And I was like, Roger that. Like what's an ACH? And the Kevlar. Yeah, and he was like, oh, you, you fucking, you think you're fucking cool because you're a Marine. I know Marines have fucking ACHs. And I'm like, okay, so what is it? And someone's like, hey, it's your fucking helmet. And I'm like, oh, cool. I grabbed it, and he's like, yeah, I know fucking Marines have ACHs. And I'm like, what does ACH stand for? And he's like, no, they don't. Helmet. 
And I was like, okay, well, so Army Combat Helmet. Do you think the Marine Corps calls those an Army Combat Helmet? No. No, the Marine Corps uses the same slang for, like, when the armor originally came out. They'll still call it a flak. It's like, yeah. they'll have plate carriers. Like, hey, grab your flak, dude. It's like, plate carrier. Like, right. They have right. to call it, in the Army, they got to call it by its name. Like, go grab yeah. your ECH, your ACH. Go get your Ops Corps. Where's your MSB? Why is your slide fastener broken? You mean zipper? Yeah. Hey, listen, man. I went to medical. I got it checked out. They cleaned it up. I'm good. I don't have that anymore. <laughs> like, you, you still say light duty shit? They call it profile yeah. in the army. Yeah. Yeah. It's profile. You got a profile? You're like, here's my light duty shit. Like, <laughs> right. Yep. That's they got a call. They're OCP, the ACUs. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still in the back of my head. I'm like, camis. Like, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I say camis or civvies, and like, no, civilians. And I'm like, fucking whatever, dude. Civilians are the yeah. people that are running around being all nasty as shit, but it's because you get indoctrinated, you get it beat into you. The army's just really nonchalant about their stuff. So, I mean, there's good, yeah, sol- good like soldiers out there. There's just 1.5 million. There and tell them, tell them what's up. Next time a fucking officer fucking doesn't give you a proper greeting of the day, correct him. Oh, I know I did that one time, and it was uh, did not turn out too well for me. I did, so in my defense, it was like out of the corner of my eye, right outside of the front of our headquarters building, and all I see out of the corner of my eye is these two guys walking out like in uniform. One of them's talking on his cell phone and walking, and the other guy's just kind of bebopping or whatever. And I was like, "Hey, motherfuckers! Like, you got colors going on here." You know, so you're supposed to stop saluting everything. Like, you shouldn't be walking and turning yourself on anyways. Well, the two guys that are called motherfuckers happen to be majors. And, yeah, I got, I got corrected for that real quick. But it, it ended up not turning into anything, so I guess it worked itself out. But, yeah, we gave... I mean, you were corrected them. You just didn't have any tact. Yeah, yeah it's probably been a while since these guys got yelled at. Yeah, that, that was the thing. It's like, you know. Fucking Gabe. Go ahead, Derek. Well, fuck Gabe. We gave the proper greeting of the day to colonels, and they didn't fucking say shit back. And I'm just like, just keep fucking walking. Just keep fucking walking. Gabe turns around. He goes, listen here, motherfuckers. He says, why is it we have to give the fucking proper greeting of the day to you, but you don't have to say shit back? And I'm like, well, there we go. Well, this is fucking into my life. Here we go. Nope. Guys turn around and fucking come over. And he's like, you know what, devil dog? You're fucking right. Third job about it. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? To this day, I still don't. I can't imagine what it's like being an officer. I can't either. I don't understand how the fuck we didn't get in. I don't know. I'm fucking still mind blown by the whole fucking thing. I would hate to be an officer and go to the damn shop at. You got to salute sixty times just to get to the door. Just hand yeah. up the whole time. Fucking miserable. It always cracks me up though. Like whenever you go like to the shop at or whatever, and you see like the officers are trying to dodge you just as much as you're trying to dodge them. Yep, they just want to get in. They can get their damn tornadoes. Yeah. You Listen, know? man, I just want to get my fucking Starbucks vanilla iced coffee and go. <laughs> 
That's when we spread out and do a salute train. So they got a salute, salute, salute. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. Salute trains are my favorite. Shit was fucking great. That's why they hate us. Shit, I almost went green to gold a few years ago. Thank God I didn't. It'd be nice for the pay, but. Yeah, I don't belong over there. I'm too gritty. I got a bad mouth on me. Well, I just want—I want to do shit, you know. Like I don't want to be, you know, like all just computer work and paperwork stuff. Yep, just doing con ops, draws, and typing up op orders. It's—it's got to be miserable. And what really sucks is they invest a lot of money into these officers, right? So we get uh, brand new platoon leaders, you know, straight out of high bullock, fresh out of ranger school, and at most they'll get like twelve months of line time before they go to like a shop. Or, you know, they get moved to the XO position. It's like, you're going to spend 12 months with the men. And that's what you get before, like, the next time, like, you're a company commander. Yep. Like, that's all you get. Like, I got 13 years of this shit. You know, the guy doesn't, still doesn't want to listen to me. Yeah, so. Shit. So, now, that's why I'm trying to go to ranger school, because... You know, the one thing that all the officer has is this damn ranger tab. And they always revert back to, well, at ranger school. And I just want to be like, sir, God damn it, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what you did in Darby phase, okay? Like, I was there too. Right. Like, this is, this is phase, not ranger though, school. If, if you want to talk about Florida phase, then we can talk about that. But Florida phase. Oh, man, I'm scared. I don't want to get hurt. No, man, you're good. You can swim. You're you're a green amphibious monster. Remember that. Yeah, that was part of my packet. They were like, we got to do a swim test. And I was like, what's the swim test? And I got a 25-meter swim. And I was like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> They're like, why not? I was like, I was an amphibious creature at war prior to this. I'm, I'm not doing a damn swim. We got to make sure you can swim. But uh, trust me, I, I got you. Trust me, I can fucking swim. Yep. Yeah. I had parents, okay? <laughs> like, they taught me how to swim. <laughs> Which, that must have been nice. You want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I got taught how to swim was in, in a fucking muddy-ass pond. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to Oklahoma, but the natural water we have here is dirt, fucking red water where you can't see your fingers like three inches below the water. Yeah, it's like noodling and shit like that. You don't know yeah, what you're yeah. grabbing. Yeah, well, if it's fuzzy, don't fucking touch it, man. Like, it's probably a beaver. You're going to lose a couple fingers. you got to be smart. That's horrifying. How is that fun? You don't know what you're grabbing? You just fuck it? <laughs> like, oh, uh, like, you know, you can you, you understand like, like when you fill life. something, like what it feels like, you know? Yeah. Listen, if it's fuzzy, back the fuck up. If it feels like a hard shell with lumps in it, back the fuck up, because that's a snap turtle. You're still going to lose a finger. If it's smooth and slimy the whole way down... Man, go ahead and tore your fingers around. Catfish. Fuck yeah. Yep. But anyway, Sorry, what I was saying, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking. Learning how to swim in a mucky pond. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, just got, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, I got, I went to swim lessons or this and that, or I was on the school swim team. And I'm like, dude, like, I was like four years old. My dad threw me off the fucking John boat into some goddamn water. If I didn't swim, I was going to die. I'm like, well, it's cool. It's fine. Like, your dad would have jumped in and saved me. I'm like, no, bitch. Like, my dad couldn't fucking see me. 
Because as soon as I hit that fucking water, I fucking disappeared. Look, that is a method. It's not the preferred method, but he still taught you. Like, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, thanks, Pops. You're the real MVP. We're talking about noodling, <laughs> but it's pretty close. Oh, I am shit, a green man. amphibious monster. I thought we were still talking about sex. He was talking about his dad throwing him in the water and losing him. Yeah, and staying away yeah. from furry things. Yeah. yeah. I thought Only that's what it was heading into. Only in the water, though. Nah, we're all in our 30s. We don't have sex anymore. It's like scheduled. Yeah, I don't even have that. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, listen, I can write that on my schedule every day. It's still not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife coming down here next week. I got to, like, stretch and prepare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Gotta do a, what is that? We, we call that masturbatory PT so that you're going to have endurance. Hell yeah. She's like, what do you want to do in the back of my head? I'm like, well, we're going to have sex. And then after that, I got to take a fucking nap. Like, then I'm probably going to need to go get something to eat just to refuel so we can have sex again. Like, I haven't seen her in two months. Like, what do you think we're doing? The highlight of your night's going to be the Chili's restaurant you go to. You know? Shit. I don't even know where I'm going. No, they got a Crystal Burger down here. I'm pretty excited about that. Yep. I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. Are you from uh, Connecticut? Is that where you're from? I mean, I went to high school there. I mean, I was born in Washington, then I was raised in Georgia, and then I went to high school in Connecticut. And that's where I enlisted out of. I bounced around a lot because my dad was in the Navy. Yeah. Everybody thought I was a New Englander. I was just, I don't have an accent. I live in the Carolinas. The most, I think, out of my entire life, I spent probably seven years there, total. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I know five of those years. Damn near it, anyway. Yeah, Carolinas are good. Housing fucking market's out of control, so I'm probably going to buy a house there when I get back, North Carolina. Yeah, that ain't bad, dude. I had a job offer in fucking D.C., and... uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you're starting off like $160,000 a year. And I was like, fuck. I'm, I told my wife, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm like, we're about to move to Washington, D.C. And she was like, all right, cool, whatever you got to do. So then I started Googling it and, um, like, the cost of living and everything. And I was like, well, fuck, like, that's a terrible fucking salary. For it's there. like the equivalent of making forty k in Oklahoma, <laughs> you know. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. I was like, man, like, I make... You know, for the amount of money that I make now, like I have like ten grand to play with compared to one hundred and sixty there, because out of our, uh, I looked at the housing market and the like the median housing market in Oklahoma County was like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah, well, there was like I think it was uh, three hundred and seventy thousand. Yep, that's for like a fucking two bedroom too. Yeah, and I was like, holy yeah. fucking shit, dude. For three hundred and seventy thousand dollars here in Oklahoma, like that's damn, that's borderline fucking mansion. Yep, Texas too. Right, you get a really nice house in Texas for fucking two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Same thing, in North Carolina. That. I started yeah. looking at jobs too because I got one year left. I'm not indefinite yet. Like, I reenlisted at my eight year mark for six years, so I'm not like I don't belong. I want my time. My my clock's ticking. So yeah, bro. So you, have you been in? Are, are you at thirteen years in military service or? Yep, total. So nine army, four marines. 
All right, so when this contract's up, what is your time going to be, 14 years? or? Yep, 14. Yeah, man, that, that's a tough call, dude, because, like, six more years you can retire. Yeah, I mean, I'm guaranteed mass sergeant, but at least, you know, if I do a couple extra years, I could be a sergeant major, but. What do you um, think about it like this, too, though? Like, from military retirement, whenever you retire from the military, you can draw that right then. You don't have to wait until immediately, you're yeah. 65 or whatever the fuck it is. I started looking at a, a lot of jobs, though, and, uh, you know, my qualifications and stuff like that for a lot of these jobs I was looking into, like, uh, for, for one, for example, there's one in Ukraine. It's $2,000 a day, and I was like, man, I got all those qualifications, but I'm like, I probably die though. So two thousand dollars a day. Yeah, but if you don't die, yeah, pretty sweet. Profit, pretty sweet. Profit, yeah. Or maritime security off the coast of Africa, three hundred bucks a day, three weeks on, three weeks off. Yeah. Oh hell, that ain't bad. But like I said, or I can be done at thirty-nine, draw retirement. I'll stay in. I'm just going to bitch about it the whole time. Yeah, well, of course. Well, that's the yeah. right thing to do. I know. But there's less yeah. people I can bitch to now. I could, you know, you're supposed to bitch to your higher-ups. You can't bitch down. Well, I mean, so well, you can. It's, the, the problem sure. is, is like the Army today is all about feelings and having empathy. I know you just went through LLC, so like you probably got that also there, was you can't just be an asshole to your subordinates. Now you have to know like what they're going through and you had to understand their feelings and stuff like that, which yeah. is something that, that was the hardest thing that I went through recently with the army was I was still stuck in like, you know, fucking 2010 Marine Corps where I'm like, man, fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck that. They're all a bunch of fucking bitches. And do your like, job. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like, Oh no, don't do that. Sergeant Davidson. That's, that's just not the way to handle it. And I was like, what the fuck? fuck are we even talking about right now it changes depends on what people you're around so when i was going through the school it was like 90 percent rangers you know and then the rest of us are drill sergeants. so we're kind of still yeah. stuck in the old ways and uh but the army is like definitely moving towards like emotional leadership empathy knowing your soldiers that was the whole this is my squad thing that got put out so you need to know uh like each and everything about all your people and like understand what they're going through and stuff like that because uh, I guess during the war, people signed up because they wanted to kill, right? They were like, I want to serve. I want to kill bad guys. Duty to my country, this and that. And then the war started dying off. So we're having a tough time uh, getting people to join. So, And a lot of the people that are joined are very, very emotional creatures. So it's very, very tough. to. And we got we to gotta market ourselves as you know we're not just an army but we actually care about our people it's not up to the army to say that we care it's just depending on if you got a leader that's a piece of shit or not you know you got a leader that's a piece of shit he's not going to care like if you come up to me and tell me like hey my dog's sick i'm going to be like hey see you later man come back when it's settled or you know my cousin died a shitty leader is going to go well, it's not immediate family, so I mean, you can send your request up. I'm just going to be like, go take care of it. Come back when you're ready. Yeah, no. Well, there's a difference between like having empathy for real issues 
or just having empathy because you stubbed your fucking toe. Or just people that bitch in general, yeah. You know, like, you fucking grow up, get the fuck over it, and do your goddamn job. Move on, hooker, move on. Seen a lot of that. I seen a guy purposely sprain his ankle just so he didn't have to train. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, so maybe the military is not the place for you. No, it's not. He's out. He popped hot for cocaine, and now he's in a motorcycle gang and tells everybody he's a high-speed paratrooper. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. He probably lives Those are my a, favorite. Probably lives in a single-wide trailer. He has a $30,000 Harley Davidson. Um. You almost described this guy to a T. Yeah, his his wife has a fucking I don't know, like a early or to mid's nineteen nineties Honda Accord that she drives around with her fucking three kids. Yeah. Well you remember when uh what was it? Sons of Anarchy was out and everybody wanted a motorcycle and everybody wanted to join a fucking motorcycle gang or whatever, or a club that they call it. Right. I'm like, what are you for? It's not a club. It's a motorcycle gang, dude. Jesus Christ. But now that uh, you know that that show ended and Vikings came out, now everybody's a fucking pagan. How's you that guys going? know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. For for basic training, by the way. We actually have a lot of drill sergeants that have beards and shit like that, and uh, you know, and it was just like, I didn't see any pagans. Period. Throughout my entire life. Until Vikings came out. You know what I mean? Like the show. Yeah. And like people are swearing like, you know, that's my culture, man. That's my culture. I'm like, no, it's not, dude. But, it, but all right. So the whole culture thing, and that's not really true because nobody fucking knows. You can do all the research you want to. I actually have a degree in fucking Norse mythology. You really? And, yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a pagan. A Norse pagan. Where's I, your beard? Where, uh, well, I actually just uh, waiting on that. We'll see. Sorry, I can't grow a beard, so yeah, it's all patchy. But I haven't shaved in a week. You just can't tell. If if you do it correctly, like through the army and stuff, they actually have to like investigate your uh, religious background and, and beliefs and how long you've practiced and all that. But uh, it's funny you brought that up because there was a guy that showed up. Uh, like three or four days ago they didn't shave and he's like well it's against my religion to shave and his NCO was like okay so what's your religion he's like I'm Norse Pagan and he was like okay well you can't just show up and not shave you have to yeah it's gotta be approved by the commander dude and investigated yeah. by the chaplain yeah well kind of find out that that wasn't the case he just didn't want to shave and he's like well I really like that uh that lifestyle and stuff, but I'll be honest with you, like I really don't, I, I don't follow it, and I don't know this. I'm like, you can't just exactly fucking, another Vikings fan. You can't just fucking decide that who you are now. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm still waiting. It's the same people that like uh, fill me in. When a you know, like when a buddy kills himself, and they're like, "Tell Valhalla, brother." I'm like, "That's not how that works." <laughs> like, That's not how that works at all. Well, no. Yeah, not at all. So another thing about that too is like people are like, well, if you're you go to you can only go to Valhalla if you are if you die in battle. But you know, like mental illness is a battle. No, that's not how that. That's works, not how though. that works. They, I don't think they sorted that out back then. 
You know, like it's, it's well, they did. If you if you died of old age or of any kind of sickness, then you went to hell. That's how traditionally how it goes. But hell uh, in that religion is a lot than like the Christian hell. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just you kind of live your life pretty much you're the same as of. you are now. You just you're just fucking dead. You know, like you 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 reunite with your ancestors and kind of live on you know that's pretty i didn't know that you say you just don't get to go to glorious valhalla where you drink mead and no so the way that works though is like even if you did die in battle and like you died a glorious death chosen by the valkyries for the ones that you know odin sends out to take you off to his hall which is valhalla but <clears throat> so even if you do die like in the glory of battle, like fighting your ass off, if you weren't chosen, you still don't go to Valhalla. You know what I mean? Now you're just dead. Like you died in battle. Like good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah I, I just really think a lot of these Viking shows fueled a lot of people's decisions. Just wait till Netflix comes out with a badass series about like samurais and you're going to see a bunch of people running around with Fu Manchus. Yeah, no, about yeah definitely. That, well, no. that's well, to be fair, Netflix had a badass show about the King's Templar or Knights Templars, and fucking it got canceled. And Actually, I have a family a, history, not. I don't want to be a Templar, so. Well, look that's at you. Bad. Where's your beard? No, I had a. I come from a lineage. Uh, I guess like the last true Templar Knights was like seven, eight hundred years ago, and like passed down. I got a. Uh, a little cross with it, you know, it was engraved Sir Joseph Stoner. And I was like, you know, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, you, you know, you're great to the 10th power. Grandfather was a Templar Knight. And I was like, I was like, he was a crusader. He fucking, it's like, that's how do we even have this in our family still? Like, this is old, old, you know? Hey, I got to ask though, do you saw that lion tattoo in your arm? Yeah, man. Wait. There it is. <laughs> yep. Actually, they haven't gotten too many more tattoos. I mean, I got my wedding band tattooed on. That's just because my wife's Latina. You know, now I can't take it off, so she won't beat me. Yeah, you gotta that. She gotta mark her territory. <laughs> yep. She doesn't beat me. She's she's really nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever you guys I know say. TJ wanted to say something about the Latinas there. He's smirking. He's like, is it who I think it is? No, it's not. No, it's not. We were going to ETS at the same time, and she wanted me to go to Florida. And uh, I like looked her dead in the face. I was like, "I'm uh, I'm going to switch over to the army. I want to be an airborne ranger." She must have thought I was bullshitting there. I was like, "No, I'm dead serious." And then uh, I guess she got married to uh, the other guy she was fooling around with, like <laughs> or some shit. So that's pretty funny. Hopefully, she's not watching this podcast. I uh, yeah, I fucking know. I know. I doubt. Nah, it's all good. Yeah. She, she ain't watching. But on that I know note, she did. <laughs> yeah. Derek, on wanna, that note. You want to take us out of here? Yeah, I'll take us out of here. Give me a fucking half a second and a quick jiffy here. Uh, yeah. All right. 
thanks for uh, fucking tuning in, in again. again, guys. And uh, ladies and whoever the fuck else is listening. Until next time with uh, Drunken Stories, where maybe we can get TJ to teach us more about Norse paganism. And uh, we can do a real episode on Norse paganism where we actually discuss what we want to discuss on it. Uh, unlike like, the first time. We hey, we tried that one time. Got, yeah, we got. Yeah, all I was gonna say we tried it once, up, but everybody so. was too fucked up. Yeah. So, no, definitely. Yeah, I want to yeah. try to get in on that. Yeah, hey, yeah. we'd love. Be fucking sweet. Maybe all fucking. Yeah, I'm always around. Issues. So. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I like to hear. All right, cool. Well, until next time, guys. Maybe my fucking outro. Till my holiday.